What's going on, Misfits? It's another amazing episode. Of course, I'm going to say it because it's my podcast, but this one is really fun. Comedian Ian Fidan talks about sexuality, gender roles, dating on the online world, getting STDs, which naturally are a reaction from dating in the online space. We also talk about politics, education, reparations. I mean, this is a real jam-packed anal cavity show. You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard, on location in the hipster slums of Bushwick. I refuse to call this West Williamsburg. It's West Williamsburg. It's not East Williamsburg. It's Bushwick. It's Williamsburg. No, on the cusp this, this of Bushwick. Is Bushwick. Eh, whatever you want to say. This is Bushwick. Whatever I grew up here. This is Bushwick. I'm in a I'm in a, a hipster commune, aka <laughs> a four bedroom apartment, <laughs> with today's guest, Ian Fidance. What's up? Hello. Ian and I are dear friends. Yes. We, um, he irritates my spirit from time to time <laughs> um, with his um, white boy wonder. That's what I call it, white boy wonder. Which is like, what does that mean? I don't understand. I just have a thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ian, <laughs> I just rolled into the other room. <laughs> Ian is also a comedian, if you haven't figured this out. And uh, he will be reading his post. Ian, please read the post that has the. Oh, uh, here we go. It's <clears throat> <laughs> a good post. Criminally underliked. Uh, I think people who wait hours to get into a club are mentally ill, but I just waited 25 minutes at a Shake Shack, so I mean, I'll wait to eat a meal, but I ain't going to wait an hour for a fur burger. And then there's an emoji of a cigarette and a guy wearing sunglasses. Okay, so... lets you know it's cool. What's a fur burger? Pussy. You think you're going to get into a club and then get pussy in an hour? Let me tell you something. I... I'm not going to get pussy from a club anywhere. I'm a guy that's got to <laughs> win you over with my personality, not with my looks. All right. You always have a girlfriend, though. Yes. You're single at this moment. Yes. We'll talk about that a little bit. But no, you are, so. you're a con- you are, you are a hopeless romantic. Yeah, in a way. Or clingy. Which one is it? No, I'm not clingy. I just uh, I think it's like a fear thing of being alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like never want to be abandoned mm, it's too early to get this deep so let's go back to the shake shack mm-hmm. and the club mm-hmm. i recently went out with a girlfriend and, and our intent was like we're gonna go out we're gonna get a drink you can put your laptop down um <laughs> we're gonna go out we're gonna get a drink mm-hmm. and you know do a little booty pop real cute <laughs> you know because she's like she's a new mom so she's like okay oh yeah bend your kids go out dumb, yeah dumb, dumb. live live no we wasn't no this it wasn't a, it wasn't an all-night go out it was like she came over to my place we ordered food we caught up with each other and it was like okay let's go to a nice bar lounge a place to good music and get uh-huh. like a drink or two that was it so it was not like skin tight dresses it was like right. jeans and a tank top okay, okay okay it wasn't like a full night booty pops threw me off but now, you know what is booty pop booty pop is when, you, when you put <laughs> oh, your hands on your knee and you pop you pop 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 when you uh-huh. pop it that ain't the only thing that's popping a little two-step and a booty pop uh you gotta get that fur burger nice and um moisturized right mm-hmm. is that how you that's how yep. it starts and so we get to this place and it's real cute and um and we neither one of us have been there in a really long time so it's and it's like really it was really hot this past weekend and so we get there and the doorman's like yo the door's closed and it was like oh god excuse me sir what did you say the door's closed you're not letting anybody in right now and so 
one for a place where you really just wanted to get a drink mm-hmm. it should not be this whole like club atmosphere because it's not a club mm-hmm. and two i don't know why bouncers have to have this attitude of like i hate everybody and i hate my job because no one asked you to do this job and i'm not being an asshole so i feel like you're coming at me with like angst yeah they're taking their anger out on you for their subpar job I mean, if you're a bouncer, you're basically overweight, huge, and you stand around all day. And you have on compression socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and fingerless <laughs> gloves. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, you know, there's a whole bunch of people, they was out here waiting for a while, so I can't really tell you how long you're going to be out here Everybody for. wants to feel important. And I was like, how long do you think it'll be, sir? He's like, he's like, because I don't want to tell you something. You get mad at me. And I was like, I, I, that would never be the case. How long? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, about 10, 15 minutes. So I said, okay, I will come back. So we walked around and we came back and it was still a wait. And we didn't even go up to him because I could see, like, you know how you look at somebody and they're looking at you like, I'm waiting for you to come over here so I could just shut you down. Mm-hmm. So then we, I get that a lot. We shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so we took our old asses across the street to a nice white bar and a white bar restaurant. And it um, got a nice little, uh, uh, what is it called? When it's like a fancy drink. Cocktail? Like, not a cocktail, but like a, cur- not curated, but. Mixologist? Mixology type of, oh, you know. bullshit fluff. Yeah, right. yeah. Signature cocktail, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had one drink and we were the last people in there and we went home. Mm-hmm. And it was I got home at one o'clock. And it was fun, <laughs> right? It was a good low key time. I mean, it was low key. I mean, it would have been nice to hear some music, but. It, when I was standing out there and the bouncer was acting the way he was acting, it just gave me, it reminded me of like, I am older now and I don't want to be in this environment with people who are going to like right. make me feel nuts right. because it was like people stumbling out there drunk, mm-hmm. loud. And I'm like, I just wanted to It's obnoxious. I hate clubs because you have to dress and act a certain way to get in and that's not me or who I am. Yeah. And so if I go and I, have to dress a certain way to get in that's not me already i'm inauthentic when i'm in there and then i get rejected again and i'm not even myself i it just it's just like double rejection you know what i mean yeah i just feel even worse that i like tried and failed instead of just like being myself and having fun but why do you think that is the appeal like why do you think people will wait in a line oh it's so dumb i i I really think the majority of the population, half the population in the world is fucking mentally ill, <laughs> undiagnosed. And people like to live in this world where they feel important mm-hmm. and they want to be VIPs and they want to go in and act, you know, like they're better than everyone else. And, and it's like, oh, we're we're going to we're going to get bottle service. This is our life. It's like so unfulfilling. Yeah, I could never I've never paid for a bottle in a club. I, I mean, just. Right. Well, I, I don't understand why girls get so dolled up and dressed to the nines just to end up barefoot, drunken in a McDonald's at 3 a.m. anyway. You know what I, I mean? Don't, I don't know why. I have no idea why. Mentally I've never, ill. I've never done. I think people want attention mm-hmm. and they want to feel for, for women. When women go to the club, it's like they want to have a good time. And they want to hang out with their girls. They mm-hmm. also want to get guys to buy them drinks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I used to rack up in college mm-hmm. because I was a quiet one in the group. Mm-hmm. So I didn't Ooh, I didn't intrigue. present myself. Yeah, I didn't present myself like, hey, what's up? Can I get a yeah, drink? Yeah, it was yeah. never that. So the, I would always be off to the side and I didn't really drink in college. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like I mean, I still don't really like alcohol, the taste of it. If I do get something, it has to be like really sweet. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I was sitting. I'm always sitting like off to the side and a guy comes up like, yo, why are you not dancing? You're not having a good mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, no, I'm 
okay. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, well, you know, can I keep you company? Okay. You know what that's like? That's like when you're on a show and everyone's bombing and everything's awful and you're like, I'll be the one to get them. <laughs> you know, you like see the chick that's not having fun. You're like, you know what she needs? Me. <laughs> <laughs> And sure enough, they'd be like, oh, let's go to the bar. Let me get you something to drink. And Uh I'm like, okay. And then I get to the bar, and then, like, all my girls will see me at the bar, and they come up. And I'm like, oh, these are my friends. And he was like, they want oh, y'all want to know But one time I just got up there, because I, I just didn't care at this point. And then we get to the bar, and the guy's like, what do you want? I was like, I have a, and this is how you know I didn't drink. I have an amorary, uh, um, um, what's it called? Amaretto sour. sour. And two mandori sours, and one <laughs> Malibu and pineapple. And one, like, I ordered legit, like, six drinks with my friends, and I just was, like, handing them uh-huh. back. And he was like, yo, what the fuck and i was like you asked if we wanted something yeah, to drink yeah, yeah. we a team uh-huh yeah that happened to me and and i was like oh my god it's so demoralizing you know because in in a guy's head you're like i'm the one to get her but you my know? thing is why do men think that getting a woman a drink and a bar or a club is going to equate to because pussy? men are stupid yeah I'm we're not smart it. fucking people so we're therefore, sh- we're, we're therefore just- that's half of the population being mentally ill is men yeah oh oh it's not discriminatory it's not just women it's fucking women and men the yeah. fucking women are 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 brain dead oh my god and men are just dumb animals that are like pussy 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 what is that what is your let me hear your your female voice again what is that oh my god i i definitely need an amaretto sour (laughs) i hate that gravelly shit yes it's called vocal fry and it sounds like a, a, a closet door opening in a horror film why do white women do that okay well black women are starting to do it too appropriation (laughs) (laughs) but fucking oh my god so it was like this phenomenon in uh the early 2000s with that show the simple life it was on for like one or two seasons it wasn't a couple seasons really yeah i just thought it was shitty i mean if you don't know what the simple life is was it was paris hilton and what's it called nicole Nicole Richie. richie at the height of their uh mediocrity Mm mm-hmm and they had a reality television show. It was on like Fox. It was on network TV. I think so, yeah. And they went out basically to middle America, Trump country, and antagonized all the poor white people for being poor white people. Mm-hmm. And they tried to do jobs and they just couldn't do it. And it was like very much. Yeah, like, it was like cute. It's like, oh my God, the girl can't even, you know, yeah. mail out a letter. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. And yeah. and I remember watching a, a like a part of it where they both started like dating these like farm boys mm-hmm. and kept telling i'm gonna move you to la you're so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah you can be a model and i'm like B- wow you're really fucking with these people's lives mm-hmm. because you're gonna just abandon them when the cameras leave mm-hmm. the kardashians also do that vocal fry why is mm-hmm. it called vocal it's that's a technical term yeah vocal fry yeah ling- linguists have have been studying it and it's it's this phenomenon where where people just saw and and girls uh modified their voice and their speech patterns to sound like that and it's almost like this contagious disease that now uh, a large swath of the population speaks that way mm. it's insane it's it, and and like you can it you know i try not to judge and 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 it's a constant battle but like you can almost tell everything you need to know about a person if you hear them with vocal fry you know <laughs> Like if someone, if someone like, I would rather hear the death rattle of my fiance on our wedding day than hear someone tell a story with vocal fry. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd rather be a widow in 24 hours. It, 
Less than. I would I would rather <laughs> now you may now kiss a bride and she has a heart attack and I'd rather that than hear someone be like, So the other day <laughs> be like, What? Get the fuck out of here. Do you date women who do that? Uh or do you stop? Like if you meet if you approach a woman and she sounds like that, do you just immediately stop? Yeah, I mean now I do. When I was younger, I would be like, hey, yeah, would whatever. But now I'm like, I don't have time for that. I hate this, like when people talk and the S's have that like release that noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, like it. it, you know, in the early '90s, it was like Valley Girl voice. Yes, Valley Girl. Whatever. Voice. It was for like, real. Oh my god. Tubular. Yeah, yeah. And then now it's like vocal fry. So, what do you think the next thing is going to be? I don't know, some sort of like grunting <laughs> some sort of like, i've been conscious about my voice as i've as i perform mm-hmm. on stage i'm trying to use my more uh diaphragm when i speak people say that i don't know how to do it well i'm working on it like i'm talking for my diaphragm now and so what? i just how need do you do to... that so the best way to do i lose it... my voice after like a feature set i'm like well, what you do is you, you have to find your natural voice. And so actually I'm going to start doing vocal lessons because mm. I really want to make sure that I'm using my natural voice. And so the quick way to get to the quick way to reset your voice, if you start talking nasally or uh, is to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's your voice. Uh-huh. This is my natural voice. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you have to reset yourself, you go, uh-huh. Okay, that's my voice right there. Uh huh. Okay, that's my voice right there. Yeah. This is how I breathe. Talk right you're not here. breathing. You're, I know. I can't like do a, it at the same time. Yes, you can. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> but your voice is. I think your voice is very crucial. It's important when you perform. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like everybody else, and right. I don't want. To, and I think for me, it's like when I think about like my comedic, not role model, but someone who's style that i actually admire it's i would say marcia warfield uh-huh. and she definitely talked with her natural voice like first of all, she would get on stage with a cigarette and a drink and, hell yeah and be like now wait are you talking about metaphorical voice or no or like her like, her, her like, delivery like her actual because women tend to go much higher in their register when they're when they're performing right so it's like hey guys and as you said like after doing that for 30 45 minutes an hour you, you really yeah you're shot. Like, your lungs mm-hmm. just you because you're not taking full breaths of air right i mean i'm no that's expert, something i gotta work on is is pausing more and like taking a breath and being okay with like silence you know you have to instead of being like i gotta talk all the time yeah but that's a part of i think what you say not finding silence is the same way people like go to a club and just have to be in the mix it's mm. like finding just having to have that attention or having to right. have that interaction Right, but it's so empty going to a club. It's like what, what really? It's an like, age what thing. are you trying to to accomplish? But you you get to a certain point where in our thirties we do, you're not going. We don't go to clubs, right? But there are some thirty year olds who do, and that's because they work like a nine to five job, and they just have to have this release, or they have bought into this fame identity where they feel like they have to, you know. And the whole time they're just Snapchatting their self or just Instagramming themselves well, while the they're is, doing these things. It's like, are you doing this for you or are you performing for your yeah. followers? It's performance. It's performance art. <laughs> it's disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, I've only had Shake Shack once and it wasn't that good. It's all right. 
You stood in line for 25 minutes. Well, I had nothing else to do. I got done an audition. I was like, treat yourself. To a Shake Shack? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So Shake Shack. I've been eating like shit lately. Shake Shack is a burger chain in New York City. And people swear by it. Yeah. Is it better than Five Guys? Uh, No. Bear Burger's burger? better. What's the Bear best burger you've better. had ever? Best burger is this place up the street called La Baracou. It's like this like French fucking spot. Mm-hmm. And the burger there's fucking the banger. I've had an amazing salmon burger and Ugh. it is a French restaurant in Harlem. I think it was called um, Lucette Cafe or Chez Lucette or something. It's right next door to Red Rooster. Had an amazing salmon burger there. The best beef burger I've had is Jackson Hole. Mm. best turkey burger i've had is cozy soup and burger on broadway in the what village. wow wow what cozy's awful no come on cozy they, is tra- like a- they charged me 12.50 for a tomato soup and a and a fucking uh cheese sandwich who the fuck gets tomato soup and a cheese sandwich? i do my name's ian nice to meet you no you gotta go when you go to a diner you gotta get diner food you gotta get oh oh cozy diner i yeah. thought you meant cozy the chain oh restaurant. no no cozy that shit is closing down see oh. you're talking about c-o-s-i cozy they need to make cozy diners bread. great right on uh yeah. a street by nyu yeah yeah that's where that we used to go garage. yeah that's where we used to go yeah late night oh that place is creep. so good yeah, we used to go there too. What was your signature after the club meal? <sighs> Puking in a cab? I can't. <laughs> you're, and you're being for real. I know you're being for real. You went uh, too far. Waking up in a pile of garbage. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Why, who would leave you in a pile of garbage? I would run off on my own. Oh, people can find you. Yeah. Oh. No one wanted to be around me. That's terrible. My nickname was a liability. Are you serious? Yeah, it was your no fun. friends called you a liability. Yeah. So why would they even go out with you? Uh, half the time they wouldn't. I'd have to find them. And you stalked them. One time, Super Bowl Sunday, no one was answering their phone. I called a friend's house. I was like, "Hey, uh, where's Steve?" And they, their parents told me. I showed up. The door was locked, and I audibly heard someone go, oh, "Ian's here." <laughs> oh, you were that guy. Yeah, Ian. Ah. Why uh, were you that guy? I don't know. I just had a beast inside me. And they didn't like you. And you didn't. Re- did you realize that they didn't like you? Or like when they yeah. opened when they opened the door and you came. Like you still would come into an environment. Yeah, I was like, that here's people. Ian. <laughs> like fucking Jack Nicholson <laughs> in The Shining. <laughs> and you felt no way about it. Yeah, when you fucking drink it all the time, it makes your emotions go away. Got you it. fucking care for a second. But then you're like, eh, who gives a shit? And you just go to him like, hey, guys, so what are we doing? And, yeah. like, and then eventually you just do it all by yourself. So you're like, yeah, fuck these people. They're, they're like, Tell me to stop. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're drinking by yourself and your dog's looking at you like, where'd you go wrong? <laughs> like comics have a lot of addictions. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have one. Perfection. Really? Maybe. You think so? I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't think I'm a perfectionist. Well, I think in order to be good at comedy, you have to be addicted to it. You know what, though? This is Find what I Find what say. you love and let it kill you. Charles Ugh. Bukowski. You and your fucking quotes. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. I, When I don't do comedy for a while, I definitely do feel melancholy. Mm-hmm. I'm, and yep. I'm feeling that way right now. I yeah. haven't been on stage regularly in about probably three weeks. I mean, I've been on, but right. not 
I mean, I've been on at least once a week, but normally I'm getting up like four or five times a week. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like I'm having a little bit of withdrawal. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple show. I have a show tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, um, and then like Sunday. So I'm Mm -hmm. getting back, but I feel like I don't have that release. Right. You feel like clogged up. Yeah, absolutely. I I just came off a run. I had I had like I don't know like seven shows in like five days. I was feeling great, and then and then um, I was at home in Delaware with my mom. I was like, you know, it's good to relax. And then I came back back to the city, and the show got canceled. I was like, you know, you need some time to yourself. It's just like, <laughs> can oh, you take your hand out oh, of your fucking sorry. underwear? Sorry, it, it was wasn't all in my. The, yeah, it was. It, all right, it was. Yeah, but. Well, did you, well, you just felt you thought about going home to see your mom and Some, like, sometimes just no, sometimes when I dick. tell a story, I just grab myself. Why? I don't know. It's a guy thing. Why? Where does it come from? I don't know. My ex stepdad used to fall asleep with his hand down his pants and be like, that's weird. My mom was like, well, it's just what guys do. Okay. So is that like your security blanket? Is that- I think it is. Well, your testicles are the warmest place in your body. And so you were going to cup your balls just now. No, I just want to make sure they were still there. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I I think it's like a nervous tick. Your leg is shaking. Uh-huh. So now you're going to stop shaking yeah. your leg. Oh, I've always been a shaky, jittery guy. Really? Always. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, I, mean, I don't mind it because I can't feel it. But if I was shaking as a right. result of your leg shaking, I would be like, oh, I got to move my Yeah, seat. I hear that a lot. My my brain's constantly, it's like that pong game. Boop, 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 boop. So what are you thinking about right now? Stream of consciousness. What's going on in your brain? Uh, I got to stop my leg from shaking. I shouldn't have grabbed my balls. I took a dump earlier. I wonder if you can smell it. I hope I, not. You no, know, I can't smell okay, it. Okay, good. I'm glad. I wonder if my stomach's messed up. I haven't been having solid BMs lately. Are you eating meat? Are you eating protein, fruits I've and vegetables? I've been eating like shit lately. That's why. You have too much oil. You're eating too much oily foods. Why are you not taking care of yourself? I don't know. I've just been fucking, you know. It's because you're single. Let's talk about it. Yeah. He shook your head. No. Yeah. We're talking about it. I'll grab my balls again. <laughs> uh, that makes you help help you talk about <laughs> why you're single? I'm going to have to sterilize my microphones because you definitely just switched to the hand that just touched your balls. Oh, my God. It's too late. Also, I'm a clean person. No, nigga, you ain't clean. I'm very clean. No. Physically, my room's a mess, but I'm clean. Also, sexually wise, I just had a test. I'm clean as a whistle. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. What did you get tested for? Everything. What is everything? Because people see, see, guys think that they get tested for everything and they don't really get tested for everything. Because mm-hmm. people, not just say guys, but people generally think that if they go and give blood work, that the clinic or whoever you submit the blood, the lab is going to test your blood for everything. They only test you for what you ask to be tested for. So if you go and give blood for Right, like this is coming STDs, from someone that probably most likely is HPV. I definitely have had see? HPV. Have had it. You always have it. You don't get rid of it. Yeah, but. And then you pass it on. No, no, no. Listen. Miss, don't know what you're getting tested for. I got, well, let me tell you about my HPV story. Tell me. So I got HPV many, many, many years ago. Of course. I was in my 20s. Yeah, I was in you my get, like mid-20s. You have it forever. It can cause ovarian cancer. I know you guys what you get tested for. So I haven't had any, I haven't had any positive testings for it. So what happens is it comes and goes. Oh, lays dormant. Yeah. And so when it shows up, it will, if the, if it shows up, it has the ability to, make cells mutate and that's when they become cancerous cells Mm -hmm. otherwise you're fine Mm -hmm. but if you do have any abnormal pap smear that's when they test you for Mm -hmm. it if you have any uh, abnormal growth cell growth 
then they would treat it. And so when I had it, I it's so interesting. I'm sitting there and the doctor and it was a guy doctor, which is why I, this is the last time I had a like male GYN. He was like, yeah, so you have HPV. And I was like, what? I thought he said HIV. And I was mm. like, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, HPV, human papilloma virus. And you have some like cell growth in there on your like cervix. So I'm going to have to, we're going to have to, you know, schedule an appointment and I'm going to have to freeze it. And I was like, what? And so made an appointment, go back and they put you in the thing, stirrups. And then they, you put, just like, went from cold... Valley girl to surfer, dude. You were like, excuse me. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> they put this cold fucking rod up in your twat uh-huh. and they freeze the cells. Yep. To kill them from multiplying. One time one time I had a molluscum. What the fuck is that? Molluscum? It is a... It's... There are these little bumps you can get from skin-to-skin contact. You can wear condoms. You can still get it. Mm-hmm. If it's... If someone has uh, a recent outbreak, it's dormant, but you can still get... It. Like, if you've been exposed to it and the person has it, you can... They can resurface. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's rampant in the heterosexual community because people are like, oh, if I wear a condom, I'm safe, but, uh, ain't the case. So how do you treat it? Well, these little bumps pop up and they're very contagious. Like if I touch one and then like rub my chest, Mm -hmm. it'll grow on my chest. So I was, this was years and years ago. I was on a break with my ex and I was like, Hey, I'm going to go out and get some pussy. (laughs) So I met some chick. It was, it was like the night or two after the Newtown Square shooting. Mm-mm. And uh, I was talking to this girl that was like a teacher and I had been a teacher and we were like, ah, oh, could you imagine? Oh, it's so awful. It's terrible. Let's make love. <laughs> and so I fucking, uh, this chick came over and we, we, you know, did the deal and uh, I had this breakout. I was like, what the fuck? So me and my chick got like back together. Oh no. So I had to go see a dermatologist And I told him, I was like, look, man, I'm fucking, I don't have any money. I don't have insurance whatever, whatever. And the procedure is so expensive. It was like $600 for like 10 seconds of work. And they take like this aerosol can and they freeze the bumps. And I, I paid it in installments and I had to go back for a second time. And they had like spread by accident. One had like, I like touch it and wipe my ass. So I had one on like the inside of my butt cheek. And he like laughed. So I had to like lay over this table and have this man spray me in the ass with this aerosol <laughs> thing. And I guess he took pity on me because they never charged me again. I only got like one charge for it, which is great. It saved me. And then when I was with my ex years and years ago, uh, I she was like trying to be intimate. And I was like, uh, no, let's just I, I want to get to know you again. <laughs> so I like didn't do anything sexual with her. She and, accepted that answer from you. Yeah. I would have been like, what well, the she fuck was, is up? She was one of those vocal fry girls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <So>. Lord. <laughs> She's like, uh, that's sweet. <laughs> Ooh, I've never heard it. What is it called? Meniscus? Molluscum. Molluscum. I've never heard yeah. of that. I've never seen it. It's all gone. I never saw a, bre- uh, uh, a... After six months, it like completely goes away. That's why you have to get them frozen off so it expediates the process because mm. if we keep having outbreaks it's it's not gonna go away you know Mm-mm. i never had that do you talk about stds when you're dating someone like i feel like that's a conversation we don't really have i bring it up to a detriment of the moment <laughs> <laughs> i just straight up fucking so right before you're about to like go into the vagine you say okay so listen this is going to happen well 
but let me know. Not so much with women. I've my my old move was after an experience, I'd be like, "Hey, just to let you know, uh, I have herpes," and they'd be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "No, no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding." But really, I don't. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> By that point, it doesn't matter. Why would you even ask after the point? I, I I don't know. I get nervous. But like when I, I don't do it so much with women because mm-hmm. I, I don't really like hook up with women like that. I'm usually in like long term relationships. But when mm-hmm. I'm with like trans women or men, mm-hmm. I am super on it. Out of control germaphobe to the point where it's like a turn off. Because <laughs> I'm like super scared. Like, I was in a sleazy hotel room in midtown Manhattan with a dude on all fours searching his ass with my iPhone flashlight. And he let you do it. He was he, turned on. He was like, this no, is he was like, he was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, I just want to be safe, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're so if you're so paranoid about like interactions, why do you still do them? Uh, I don't know, because I think I like danger in a way. I think that's why, like, I don't miss what I miss most about drinking is like, the danger aspect of it like man Mm -hmm. i want everything to fall apart i don't want to know if i'm going to wake up alive tomorrow i want to i want to get in trouble you want to go out on a high i want to fucking be reckless you know like i i I like like uh anonymous like glory holes and shit turn me on but they scare the fuck out of me well do you like put fucking perella on the glory hole outer layer of the actual like cardboard and then put a condom on it no well you like don't touch the the whole so when did you when did you come to terms with your bisexuality because we we had this conversation but it was like in a business meeting and it kind of came out <laughs> randomly <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah when we, i was fucking flipping out Ian, i'm like we've you been on the assholes. road we've My been God. on the road together we so we went no details but details we were ian and i are a group we're a part of a group of friends and we had a meeting about a creative project and and it wasn't me. I it wasn't me. But somebody forgot to tell you what time to come. Or yeah, and to then come. they tell me day of. They're like, "Hey, you gotta be here in a half hour and for this pitch." You and were. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I like you were showed there. up guns blazing. Just you got angry. this so fast. You got this yeah. so fast. You rode your bike from Brooklyn to the city. Oh, I canceled all my fucking appointments. You're fine. You got it. It's fine. But right, it worked meeting, out great. Yeah, but so <laughs> during the meeting, it came out that you were bisexual, and I was taken aback because I'm like. I thought we were friends and we were on the road together mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. and we talked about everything and that never once came up. Yeah, no, I didn't tell anyone. You got to put your microphone up. I, I didn't tell anyone. I, I, I thought I was going to keep that, you know, secret to the, gra- to the grave. It's hard to keep secrets like that when you're a comedian because you get comfortable on the stage and you want to talk about your experiences, good, bad, or indifferent. And if you're not able to talk about everything, then it feels like it doesn't feel genuine. I feel that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the whole goal is to be as truthful and honest as possible. Yeah. And, and if Richard you, you got to come could, correct in your personal life to get better in your professional exactly. life. Exactly. And Richard Pryor talked about sucking dick and fucking live and smoking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could be done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a thing of, uh, I just was tired of uh you know living a lie not not being dipping off in the end of the end of the night like hey where you going oh i gotta go take care to say uh yeah dick. yeah 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 you gotta yeah, take yeah, care of some yeah, dick yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i got tired of doing that you know it's exhausting living a double life for fucking the 32 years and mm-hmm. you know like lying and i'm not a liar you know but no you're very bad at it i'm horrible at terrible it. terrible at yeah. it. yeah 
I'm real bad. So but, now you know, how does it how does you how does your being open with your bisexuality affect your dating life or your approach to dating? I don't know. Not like really. do you date men or do you just fuck men and you want to date women? Well, I'm not really trying to date right now. I, I don't want to put the time and effort into getting to know a new person and like mm. being But you just close. told me you worked on your Tinder profile. Well, yeah, cuz I'm trying to fuck. So Nif, what what is it? Let me see. Let me hear it. My Tinder profile? Yeah. Or my Okay, Cupid profile. profile. Okay, which one? My Okay, Cupid profile has been kicking ass. Let me see it. Cause uh, let I, me read it. I'm gonna read it. Hand it to me and let me read it. <laughs> let me just wait. Why, why is the phone wet? <laughs> the phone is not wet. Yes, it does. Okay, your name on it is MTV News Kurt Loader. <laughs> yeah. Why? Remember Kurt Loader yes. from MTV News? Why? Why? It oh, was funny. Uh, details straight bisexual. Why would it be straight? You're just bisexual, straight bisexual man. Well, I'm more be... into women than I am men, but so you know. then it should just be bisexual, yeah. But sometimes I think that's a turn off to women, really. I feel like straight bisexual still means bisexual to me, it cancels it out. Well, maybe I'm not fully comfortable with <laughs> straight bisexual man, single 5'8 fit. That 5'8 is a reach. <laughs> <laughs> i got lifts uh myself summary i like rings turquoise onyx and coral are my jam uh-huh. i'm a fast talker and a moonwalker uh-huh. i'm a night owl who 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 loves to fly around <laughs> <laughs> With a smiley face gun to the head. Uh FYI, I'm not a catfish. I'm so tired of getting messages saying, wow, you're too good to be true. (laughs) And I have to be like, relax, relax. I'm real and you're in luck. (laughs) What I'm doing with my life currently, question mark, filling out these cheesy ass questions and listening to Nico Case. Mm-hmm. And the long run, living life the way I want to live it, work and arts, entertainment. So I'm often busy and keep odd hours away on weekends. A lot of last minute hangs. I'm really good at. <laughs> I'm really good at eating ass and parallel parking. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Food I will eat out. I will out eat every single one of you. I swear to God. Six mm-hmm. things I can never do without: my bike, music, tattoos, my dog, coffee, extremities. <sighs> oh my god! <laughs> and so, how many? It's pretty good, right? <laughs> huh? How it's many? Interesting. How many people do you do you get? I don't know. I I don't know what I'm doing. It's so funny because like some guys will like message me over and over and it's really taught me to be more assertive and they'll message me. I'll be like, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and you're it's equal. There's men and women here. It's mm-hmm. equal. Mm-hmm. What's up? Is this person black? Is this a black guy? Are you going to um? Are you yeah, gonna wait for him to respond back to you? I'm down with the swirl. You're down with everything, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. There's no limits. That's right. You master P over here. Mm-hmm. Make him say, uh. Oh, God. You definitely do. Mm-hmm. Wait, so are you a top or a bottom? Or are you flex? We don't got to talk about this. Well, nigga, you just said you eat ass. 
Well, yeah. Oh, for the record, Ian is white, and yes, I am calling him nigga because we're friends. <laughs> He's yep. gotten over it. He used to be like, why would you say that word to me? <laughs> we had a whole fucking argument. It's not right. I can't say it. How come you're saying it to me? It's not fair. I don't say that word, only to my pets. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel, though? How do you feel now that you are free? I feel good. I mean, I miss the person I was with intensely. You know, yeah, I dream about him all the time. Your last yeah. relationship? They're my best friend. I fucking love them. You're talking about a girl? Yeah. The one that I know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just making sure because you took out all the gender to like try to throw people off. So no. your last relationship, with, you've only had serious relationships with women. Mm-hmm. But I've, been, I've had low-key relationships with trans women. So what is the difference? What is the difference for you between a man, a trans woman, and a woman? I've never really allowed myself to have a connection with men. I've always had tough relationships with guys in my life. I've always been connected more to women in terms of friendship and everything. And, um, you know, I think it's a struggle for me to be with men uh, emotionally, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I I really I'm just kind of spinning around trying to find my way in the world with everything. And I don't know. I really don't want to spend my time. Uh, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I've already gotten close with enough people. I just want to fuck. I don't want to put emotional effort into shit. I mm-hmm. want to get better at comedy. I want to focus on that. I want to get better at you know acting so I can make some money. So I can do more comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, I, I, don't, I don't want to... I don't want to be accountable to anyone, really, you know, like it's so shitty, mm-hmm. which I probably should be because I'm better when I'm in a relationship. I take care of myself more. I fucking take care of shit better. Yeah. But it's also too like I got to live for myself. I can't do that just because someone else is kind of. Yeah, no, but yeah, you got to You have to do that for yourself. You have to right. take care of yourself. That's for the yourself. thing. If I want to be with this person that I was with for the rest of my life, which I would like, mm-hmm. I got to be better for me which is going to take a while rather than just like constantly do shit because they're telling me to do it. Yeah. That's not sustainable. Yeah. Because when you're in a relationship, you always want to constantly please that person because you want that affirmation and affirmation to you equates love. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way you should be, you know, fueled in a relationship. No. So now I'm like recalibrating, trying to like take care of myself and, everything and so i've been doing like a lot of things like when i want to do it how i want to do it which Mm -hmm. is a lot of like i'm not gonna clean my room fuck it so now i'm just like living in filth to the point of like i gotta really fucking make change and it's really selfish of you because you in this hipster commune you have the only access to the backyard Mm -hmm. and so if your room is shitty nobody can go to the backyard yeah i think it's kind of like a subconscious power move Really? Maybe. And the weather was nice this past weekend and everything, and nobody can go out and barbecue because your room has fucking... What a shame. Condoms all over it. There ain't no condoms all over it. I was walking down the street. I saw a used tampon applicator in the street, and I was like, who did this? How dare you get mad at a woman for menstruating? Yeah, but not to the <laughs> point where you... I've never menstruated to the point where I had to squat in a corner and change my tampon. Humans are animals, dude. A lot of mentally ill people run around. Yeah. No, no. You don't think so? 
how mentally ill do you think people are? I think there's, I think there's emotional illness and then there's psychological, like mental chemical imbalances. Well, and I, and I th- think that more people operate in an emotional illness or, or shortcoming than they do with like, well, I think social media has definitely like, infected people like a disease in terms of narcissism. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a form of mental illness. Well, all of these like super alt, white guys who scream about how the world is fucked up they all have narcissistic personality disorder wait what do you mean like they don't take any like bill o'reilly alex jones fucking trump they don't take any responsibility never say i'm sorry they never say it was my fault Mm -hmm. nothing is their fault everything is everybody else's fault Mm -hmm. so when you hear them well it's victim victim mentality there's there's you know all, all these people on the right think that they're victims and then all these people on the left think that they're victims and victim mentality is a sign of you know, latent mental illness, you know, it's, it's yeah. much easier to play the role of the victim instead of looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, Oh, I'm fucked up. I'm a, I'm fucking falling short on a lot of my things, but it's a yes. lot easier to be like, well, there's systemic things that make it so that I can't get better. Well, the, the world is this set up against me and now I'm failing because of this instead of being like, well, if I tried harder and fucking worked harder, things would be different. So you are a majority and a minority. You are a white man, but you also are bisexual. Mm-hmm. Did you just realize that? Or are you trying to figure out where I'm going? No, I'm trying to figure out where you're going. So how do you feel about the, well, I, the I, great I fucking debate buck the of system everything. on like a lot of shit. People look at me and they're like, oh, straight white man. Actually, I don't think a lot of people are looking at me and they're like, straight. <laughs> <laughs> But you have a lot of you have a lot of um, what's called count like counterbalances like straight white straight like white male right mm-hmm. but then grew up in a single parent home mm-hmm. taught inner city because you had a heart mm-hmm. then you left because they were too much for you. Well, also the system <laughs> was too much for me, system man. All that really red tape up. and yeah. everything, and seeing like just a callousness of the prison to the prison to the school to prison pipeline. Oh yeah, and also seeing administrators and teachers even just completely hardened by the reality of things it's like well i, I just got to get paid i can't fucking there's make an article out that that there's a school and there's a school i don't know where it is in new york city but it's a new york city public school and the principal made this mandate like we're gonna use more technology and then made them round up all of the textbooks and is th- throwing out the textbooks jesus christ like brand new books books that could be used either even throwing out like pride and prejudice like to the point was like why are you throwing out books and the kids are like we're getting packets now like the fact that schools are just handing out Xerox copies because schools don't know what to do. The, Why? S- the system is so completely lost and fucked that people don't know what to do. And you talk to any teacher and they're like, you know what? We're screwed. Why is the system broken? Because for years, the system did not adjust to uh, the changing dynamics of the communities that they were serving Mm -hmm. and there's this belief that you're in the classroom you sit down and you i am the teacher but that's not the way it is in these kids homes for for whatever reason it is you know home life culturally things were shit and the school system did nothing to shift with it in terms of the learning environment the approach to kids, how you communicate. Right. You can't you can't have kids operate in a rule of 
in a, in a world of rules and regulations when they don't have any format at home. Right. It's a failure. It's a parenting failure and it's a teaching failure. Mm-hmm. It's failures on both ends. These kids that were not asked to be pulled into this world are put in a situation where they're fucked on either end. And then as humans, you adapt and you have defense mechanisms. So they're just floating around trying to make ends meet with all they know how to do, which is fucking, you know, uh, be feral animals <laughs> and fend for themselves because no one else is fending for them. Yeah. You know, and then at a certain point, you try, try, try. And then other th- they're only yours for a year. You know, mm-hmm. how much can you do in a year? Not even how, not even how a can, full year, like how eight, can, nine months. How can you... Was that 180 days? How can you school? really truly affect change no. with a kid that is 16 and he's on a third grade reading level and he's dumped in your lap and it's not your fault that he's on a third grade reading level? Mm-hmm. Whose fault is it? Really? The parents, mm-hmm. uh, his upbringing, probably mm-hmm. grew up with fetal alcohol syndrome, probably grew up with a lot of trauma that's undiagnosed mm-hmm. and uh, just pushed along in a system of people that have been teaching for years because there's no incentive to teach. Why am I going to go into teaching when I'm getting paid thirty to forty, fifty thousand a year for kids that now? I mean, the way kids are in the classroom, it's it's fucking atrocious. But that's also because I had to learn that it's like finding your comedy voice. I had to learn that it's not. <clears throat> I learned this a hard way with with a lot of uh, pain on my end. But it's not my job to have these kids change their way of behaving to um satiate my idea of what behavior should be Mm -hmm. it's my job to adapt to them because i'm coming into their environment i'm coming into their world just because it's a classroom and i'm the one that's leading doesn't mean that everything is my way i have to adapt to them and be okay with their different ways of learning their different forms of intelligence their different i have to choose the fires to put out i can't put out every fire you know what i mean mm-hmm. so fuck me if i'm like you need to sit down and blah, blah, blah. i tried to be author authoritarian author <laughs> i tried I to be an author- authoritative authorita- figure authoritarian, authoritarian yes and and it there's this balance between being like an authoritative figure and being their friend and you don't want to be their friend because you don't want them to walk over you. You know, I was told for years, like, you don't smile till Christmas. You know what I mean? What kind of but shit? it's like, that's just not the way it is. I want to say like two teachers. I mean, I've had a lot of great teachers in my life, but two teachers in high school that kind of stuck out to me. One who I'm still friends with on Facebook and he's like, he's super amazing and passionate and he calls out the bullshit and the system uh, and he right. left the school that I, the high school that I went to. He left that school for another school. My high school is now like really terrible. Right. It turned into a campus school, which what is high when school they like. I went to Mary Bertram High School. Okay. For business careers, and now it's a Mary Bertram high school campus and so they took over the building and put charter schools inside of it. Right. Um, and the principal that the last couple principals that they had were like got kids arrested in the school, like all types of really terrible shit. And the school was really good when I went there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that was uh, Mr. Gagnon, who I'm going to have on the show because um, I've been begging him. So he's going to do it. And another one was a teacher. And I can't remember her full name, but I remember her first name was Robin. And the reason why I know that is like the first day of class, we come in, we sit down. She sits on top of the teacher's desk, right? Like crosses her legs. And she was like, okay, 
I'm your teacher. This is what we're going to do in this class. This is what I expect of you. And because I expect things of you, I'm going to share things about me. So you know that we are like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a partnership. And she was like, my name is Robin such and such. I'm this, I'm this many years old. I am, have a boyfriend i don't have kids i live here i'm from here like she broke it down like breaking down like the fourth wall Mm -hmm. to make it seem like i'm not that much different than you i'm a human being like she humanized herself in a way right because you know a lot of times kids they are seeing a lot of these white teachers they've never been around white people Mm -hmm. like that before and it's like well who are you and why are you here Never been around white people in general yeah exactly you know we talk about you know white people haven't been around black people this that and the other but there are tons of black people never been around white people yeah you know there i I taught kids in in brooklyn they never left brooklyn oh yeah yeah that happens a lot yeah there's no need for what no yeah it's like towny mentality of like rednecks Mm -hmm. that never leave their small town yeah it's the same it's the inverse but with inner cities yeah and there are million and there's uh like a million people in brooklyn and they're like yeah i've never yeah had to leave anywhere else yeah yeah i would i would go i'm from brooklyn i would travel to other parts other boroughs and my dad had a car and we would like take a drive up to like up to see the tree foliage mm-hmm. once a year and we would go to friendlies because that was mm-hmm. the only time that's the only place they had friendlies like up in westchester right some right shit. so i would get out but i definitely encountered people who were like i i just know every inch of my neighborhood there's no need for me to go yeah complete ignorance where are you from on both ends wilmington delaware wilmington delaware yeah you don't pay taxes in delaware you pay taxes but not a lot. sales tax no sales tax okay right. yeah delaware would be a lot more populated if nobody paid tax <laughs> <laughs> i read somewhere where somebody saw says that the the way to provide reparations for black people is for them to not have to pay federal and state taxes right I mean, I bum my friend's cigarettes and don't charge you all for gas when I drive you around. So my re- reparations are paid. I'm good. I can say the N word for all I care, you know? Because <laughs> you, you've driven us around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking, yeah. I mean, I, I hear that. I, I, uh, that will be some that sort would, of that reparations. Would cause, that, but that, if, if they did that, which the federal government would never do, but if they did that, that would legit cause a civil war in this country. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think some sort of reparations needs to be done. I don't know. It I mean, I think you guys definitely got reparations with like speech and and uh thought, you know what I mean? What do you mean? I mean, y'all can say whatever you want whenever you want. Oh, like we have we have carte blanche to be like R- fuck you whitey. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and I think those reparations have already happened and I think that's a huge part of why there's like this kind of like anger in the white community or yeah, whatever it's like you get to say whatever you want right blah, blah, right blah, blah, blah. right and when like free speech is like a huge whatever mm-hmm. and then you have a ton of guilty white people that are like black people can't be racist it's like man let's get real yeah but fucking uh i think you guys got reparations in that way but i think there needs to be like some sort of blanket i don't know if it's in like taxes it can't be done with like land or anything no let me say there's so much fucking land in this country like for real there's a right. lot of acreage of land they're just not in the coastal areas but the middle of this country right you you've been with me on the road we just yeah. drive for like hours i think nothing i th- i think that uh black people should be funded by the government to go to small towns to have seminars with white people to let them know that they're like humans <laughs> you know no, what I mean? because you know what that's the thing i don't like when people put it on the responsibility of black people people no it's responsibility of the government you guys get 
No, but white people should have. So white people should go figure that shit out. It's like it's like me saying. Yeah, but I when wanna- white people try to figure that shit out, then you're like, oh, why? Why, why do you have to ask questions? Why do you? You know, I never you're, got mad at you ignorant. for asking questions. Right, right. I've never got mad at you for asking questions. I get upset when people, when white people make generalizations, when white people feel like they have the answer on how black people can have better lives in this country. Mm -hmm. So when I see or hear or read shit that's like, well, what you guys need to do is, it's like, nah, you can't, you can't. Like, and there's a couple people who I stopped following on social media because like, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to help you guys out. Like, no, you're not, you're not trying to help us out because one, we're not a monolith that like that idea that all black people are connected and we all feel and think the same thing Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. And there are people people who are very very wealthy and who are well off who are college educated Mm -hmm. but i think that the underlying issue is poverty and poverty supersedes race in my book absolutely poverty and class yeah and so you have to admit that there are people who are not allowed to move forward because of lack of resources opportunities Mm -hmm. education and all of that is a poverty social economic issue Mm -hmm. but since you don't want to pay for poor people to get health insurance because you feel like it's not your responsibility, but yet you go to church every Sunday mm-hmm. blows my mind. Yeah. So people are nuts. Yeah. Mental illness. I'm telling you. And, and I, I think do, somebody mentioned this to me. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's my, one of my friends mentioned, he was like, I, he's like, I'm starting to believe that white people are of this mentality where they don't take any responsibility or they don't want to admit that someone else could be worse off. Like, like, it, like you get what I'm saying? Like if you're in an environment where, like you said, if white people are always around white people, if you're always in a small town mm-hmm. and I'm always in my mm-hmm. urban community with other black and brown faces, mm-hmm. there white people have perpetuated this mythology that like black people don't work hard, teenage mm-hmm. mothers, drugs, fight fighting alcohol you know gun violence chicago like whenever right. i hear a white All person true. say Continue. chicago shut up <laughs> <laughs> whenever i hear a white person say chicago i'm like oh you you wanted up like that uh-huh. like to me chicago is like a, a like a white is a red herring white herring red herring red herring so that to me is like you don't you just generalize a bunch of shit that you just heard on the news mm-hmm. but the thing is that white people and i don't want to say well white people but white people um Unless they're like you, where they've had an experience, where they've been in an environment Mm -hmm. where they're the minority or they've been able to have like really um, uninhibited conversations about race and class with Mm -hmm. people of color, people that not don't think like them. Right. They don't. It's like Marie Antoinette let them eat cake. Like Mm. they don't understand how this could be a problem. They don't understand why black people could feel like they need reparations. Right. They don't understand, you know, like why Mexicans come here for a better life. Like they just don't, it doesn't cross their mind at all because it's not in their face. They don't have to think about it. Right. Well, I think also too, a thing is like, there's this like white thing of, of like, well, it's like a puritanical society, right? Mm-hmm. Where like the number one trait of like Anglo-Saxons is like stoicism, pride. You know, you like yeah. don't admit, you know, like the Irish stereotype is that you never show emotion. Mm-hmm. You never whatever. You just keep it all inside. So like, I think there's like this thing that's passed down where it's like, you don't do this. You don't do that. Why are these people doing that? You just, you, you just keep it to yourself. You don't complain, whatever, whatever. And I think that, uh, oh, there's this thing when you have like a family mm-hmm. or the second you have like a kid or whatever, you're like, 
I don't care about anything else but yes. me and my, that, yes. my property and mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm. I go to work, I come home, mm-hmm. and that's it. And yeah. it's like, well, that's so short-sighted because you're not the only ones in this world. Like, yeah. That's why I hate kids because when people have kids, Changes all of a sudden they're like, this is the God child. Yeah. This is the God baby. Mm-hmm. Everything must be done for this child. It's like, well, no, there's more shit in the world than that. But and, they uh, don't care because their kid is crawling. Exactly. Why am I going to give a fuck about you and your problems in a city that's not near my town that has nothing to do with me? And then the second you're like, well, you know, what? we have problems and this shit's happening and you need to be aware of it. Why do I need to be aware of yeah. it? It doesn't affect me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got to pay taxes and I'm, I'm losing my job and my, I can't put bread in but my that's, kids. But, mouth. That's, that's but a very, yet I keep having kids. Yeah, it's like, but it's a fuck? white, but that's a very, it's a very white mentality. Right. And I think that it comes and I think, and this is me with my own theory. Right. I think that it comes, it goes back generate like thousands of years. I mean, right. back to like villages and clans, that mentality, mm-hmm. because I feel like when you look at, when you look at history, world right. history, you look at early civilizations, it was, it appeared to me as though like the black brown civilizations, right. Egypt from Egypt to the Mexicans mm-hmm. and Mayans and Incas and you know, the Aztecs, all of those people have a different sense of community yes. versus the, like the barren land, European clan, divide and conquer Roman invaders. Empire, invaders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like the above the, the, the Northern hemisphere is like conquer invader, kill rape pillage. Right. And the lower part is like develop our civilizations. Yeah. We'll have wars with other people nearby, right. but we're sciences, medicine, like, community, you know, community. Tribal, Earth, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, when, when you look at it, it I, and I think there's like this weird DNA thing that gets transferred mm-hmm. down that like comes out in yeah. like this weird way. But like when it comes down to it, black people shouldn't be in America. Mm-hmm. They were brought here against their will. Maybe eventually they would have migrated. Yeah. But and I think there's this thing of like the white conqueror came over and this yeah. is our land and da da da. And I think lately that goes down deep and some people just like can't accept but that, that, that but that in falls into politics because it's like, right. cause it, it, because white people have this thing is like the government is not going to tell me what to do. That's why I have my guns. And you're like, what world are you living in? When has the government have, has, when has the government ever imposed itself on a population of white people in this country? Right. Well, I've, I've been like watching a lot of stuff on like white supremacy and mm-hmm. like uh, anti-government stuff. And it all stems from like, yeah, in a way it's like white supremacists, but a lot of it's like separatists. Like yeah. a lot of these people just want to be left the fuck mm-hmm. alone. And then they see the government reaching into everything and they're like, no, that's not right. You know, yeah. like, all these people go out in the woods not so much out of hatred, but out of solitude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just want to be left alone. And then the second your shit comes into their bubble, they get pissed off. Yeah. You know, because there's like a lack of empathy, mm-hmm. you know? And I think living in a city makes you, when you're crammed like sardines on a train with people of different cultures, you're like, oh, you're not my brother th- from birth, but we're in this together. Yeah, we're I all fucking going love somewhere. you because I got to get along yeah. with you, you know? Yeah. But when you're out on your own, you're just like... Well, I got no relation to these people. And then you're fed all this bullshit from the media. So you like think that like that's the truth and it's not real. You know what I mean? Like truly, if I'm being honest, the first time I ever went to Brooklyn, I saw trees. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is there not (laughs) 
gun battles and and yeah, rap offs yeah, yeah. on the yeah. street. Yeah, you know? spent cases of yeah. Bullets all I, I had no idea, mm -hmm. you know. And that's why I fucking I I remember when I was eighteen, I like pulled into New York City to look at schools, and I just had this like feeling of like I gotta be here. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm the town I was from. I I loved the people and everything, but it was very like that whole thing of like you don't be different. You don't hang out with yeah. different. You don't interact. And I was always different. I was always, you know, fucking weird. And so my entire life, everyone was like, you're fucking weird. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm fucking normal. What are you talking about? It's and like, now yeah, you're like, I'm fucking weird. You're weird. Yeah. <laughs> and you come to New York and we were like, oh, you're not that weird. Yeah. But I always like fucking love different. And I always loved like, you know, other people. And, and, and I just like love being around fucking people that are not like me because i never felt like i was like them you know mm -hmm, what i mean mm -hmm. and uh i identify with that i the best students i ever got along with the, were the ones that were fuck ups were the ones that were yeah. fucking in and out of you know my one of the best schools i taught at was brownsville academy which was a school where the only way you could get in is if you got kicked out of other schools mm -hmm. you know and i could swath the kids that would hang out with me at lunch and we just like shoot the shit and like cuss and everything and uh I enjoyed it because I was like a bad kid too. Yeah. Not in in their term of bad. Yeah, I wasn't but you like were a ostracized. gang. You were ostracized. Yeah. yeah, and and so like I just love, uh, you know, being being around different people and and because I I was the fuck up and I I was the one with a single parent. I was the one with a small home and I was the one that like you know didn't have this or that or the other and uh, I just like that you know mm -hmm. and I want to find out why these people feel that way. And I think a lot of the hatred comes from fear because they're not used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this whole conception that like the white race is dying out and which is like a valid fear in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think if you just automatically get upset and angry at them for that and dismiss them, it angers people even more. Well, the thing know? is, it's not, it's one thing for you to be worried about your, your population numbers, right? But it's another to be worried about your population numbers as it relates to your control, your your share of control in this country. Yes. That's the issue. Yes. Because they think that in order for them to be in control or for them to govern us, govern us is to be the, the, the majority population. Right. But that's not the case. And, no. and if it, if that was the case, I mean, there, you have so many countries all over the world where the where the the small population controls everything. Mm -hmm. You know, the, 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 this, the, this tribal person, this lineage right, right. or this king, this kingship or this religion within the religion, you know, dominates whatever. But I think that this idea of having control over a country is so ridiculous mm -hmm. when it's a multicultural country that right. is founded by all immigrants. Right. So it should be more proportionate according to the people who are here. And you, even if you are the dominant number, you still need to be apathetic and empathetic to what the people need. Yeah. So you can't always say, well, I'm a politician. I'm here for my constituents. I'm here for my constituents. I'm here for my constituents. Oh, let's get all the Mexicans out of here. Like, no, like, Everybody brings something of value to every community. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been in one place in middle America where I haven't seen a, a Thai restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, mm -hmm. a Mexican restaurant. It may be the only one in the community, but white people in there eating. Mm -hmm. So they bring you, they're bringing some, some form of uh, economics to your local community. So mm -hmm. see the value in that instead of being like, what are you coming here? And they take no, the Mexicans came here and opened up a Mexican restaurant. Right. They didn't come here and open up a fucking 
you know but but also people are such hypocrites yeah everyone's such a fucking hypocrite like you go you watch these like marches with like all these people that are like anti-capitalist and everything and then afterwards they're fucking going to a starbucks to charge yeah. their phone you know what i mean it's like yeah, it's a fuck lot off like i watch these videos of people fighting at these rallies i'm like what fucking life are you living where you wake up and you're like i'm gonna go fight at this rally I'm going to go yell at a fucking stranger, you know? It's a lot of... When, it's a when lot in of, reality, if you're yelling at someone else, the fucking other big people up here are dancing around because you're distracted and they're getting away with this yeah. fucking magic trick. Yeah, and that's what most people don't realize. But also you have to understand that a lot of people aren't like us. A lot of people don't have outlets. They don't have right. outlets. We get on stage and we do podcasts. Oh, you know, we hang out with our friends. We talk shit. People don't have that. People don't have a, a, a safe space where they can say what they what their fears or their concerns mm-hmm. are and not be ostracized. Well, they think they do, but then the safe space just turns into this echo chamber of like hatred. You yeah. know, like that's my favorite thing is the hypocrisy of the safe space where it's like this is a safe space where you can feel comfortable and let people know that white people are evil. <laughs> it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, like all those safe space uh, comedy shows. I never felt comfortable. Yeah. White people are evil, though. You know? Well, yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, but but like, you know, and it's so funny because I. All these people that are like, there needs to be diversity, this and that. It's like, but you don't have any in your own life. Listen, I was, I was, where the fuck was I? I want to say I was in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I want to say I was in Milwaukee and I went out to eat after a show by myself. And I'm, you know, the place is about to close in like an hour. Mm-hmm. So there's like one large table there. It's three, it's three couples, two, three men, three women. Right. Mm-hmm. And so of course the women all look the same, you know, like. Thin lips, fat. Thin. No, right. not fat. They weren't fat, but like thin, like Bob bangs, you know, like mom, like mom uh-huh. hair, you know, like mom's right, soccer right, mom right. type. And so they're off to one side of the table and they're talking amongst themselves. And the three men are on the other side and they're talking amongst themselves, like the other ends, they're on the opposite ends. And so I'm sitting at a table behind them. And so they didn't, I don't know if they really saw me, they didn't pay attention, whatever. So I'm, I'm sitting closer to the husbands and the husbands are talking. This is, you know, after the election, they're talking about like, you know, I hope he doesn't mess up. I just wish he would get off the internet. I just wish he would get right, off of Twitter. Right. But you know, like, you know, between the two of them, it's like, it was a hard, it was a hard decision. Like, mm. you know, you know, if she wasn't, if she, Hillary Clinton, if she was an office man, like what, well, we'd have a whole bunch of federal mandates and diversity training. And I was mm-hmm. like, and they were like, what? And like they, that they would upset at the thought of that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but what is wrong with federal mandates and diversity right. training? Like what, what is wrong? I think wrong? it just goes back to that thing of like, if I want diversity, I'll get diversity. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think people just want to be left alone. And we're self-segregating, man. As humans, we self-segregate, you know? We always do. You always do. When right. you're a black person, you walk into a room, you want to see another black person, you give right. him the head nod. Right. If you see another weirdo, porno face looking guy. <laughs> I suck his dick. Yeah. You know, it's just... <laughs> But I, I think I think we as humans, again, it's like this animalistic thing about like, yeah, we self-segregate when given the chance. It's just easier to go with like what, you know, and until we are like integrated fully as a society, that's the way it's going to be. And the only way to change that is from birth, fucking lump us all together. Let us all grow up together and fucking mix. That's like the only thing that should be 
that's well, the only that, way to that, fix but it. But that's the reason why white people are so upset about their population because, you know, they say in like 2050, there's going to be a lot of mixed race people. And it, like the face of America is going to be a mixed race person. Yeah. Well, and they are terrified. Let me tell you something. It's better to be mixed race with you and me than it is with all the fucking Muslims. You know <laughs> what I mean? Shut up, stupid. <laughs> I hope more white people should want to be mixed race so they'll have bigger dicks finally. Uh, speak for yourself, Toots. And also, Look, let me tell you, fucking... I, I grew up, my grandmother fucking told me, she goes, don't mix. They, they make, they make funny looking babies and they'll get made fun of. And that just made me want to fucking mix, you know? <laughs> and, and I was just like, black, 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 where can I find a black, black, black? You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking, but it's like definitely a thing of like this old school, like my grandmother didn't even want me to mix with non-Italians. Mm. She fucking wanted me to, to only marry Italian. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like this weird thing of like. I told her I was dating a Korean girl and she looked at me and she goes, no, you wouldn't do that to grandmother. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I'm making all decisions with my dick thinking of Grammy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, it's fucking wild, you know, it's hard. but, but also too, Jesus Christ, mixed people are so fucking hot. <laughs> We're just going to have a race of fucking fat ass, hazel eyed, gorgeous fucking <laughs> sand colored beautiful people you know and then what's gonna be the fight then because that's what i used to think about when i was a kid i was like okay i understand in this country we have issues with black versus white mm -hmm. but in countries where everybody looks the same how do they find a way to to be divided and then it's the most ridiculous things right it's like you speak this dialect i speak this dialect right you yeah eat it's, this food, it's I from eat this food language yeah. and then it becomes a class thing like yeah. you pronounce something a different way and i can find there was like this thing oh what was it oh the parsley massacre uh with hate haitians and dominicans mm -hmm. uh the way they say parsley is there's a different accent mm -hmm. on like the certain letters i'm i forget which but they rounded up people and they uh had them pronounce parsley and depending on the way they pronounced it they would either live or die and this happened in the DR, and they were trying to persecute Haitians. When they when they massacred Haitians, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There's so a, it, there's it's a, there's like a lot of atrocities. No matter going on. color, yeah, it's all about class, and we just get fucking distracted by color. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and, and then it's also religion too. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah. Know. Well, we've come to the point of the show, Ian. I ended the same way every single time, but I feel like you've already answered this throughout this entire um, episode. Ian Finance, what makes you a social misfit? <sighs> Just uh, a small ass dude with a big ass dick walking around in a small ass world. <laughs> I'm not even saying nothing else. I'm not even saying nothing. Else. That's it. The end of the show. Uh, thank you, Ian, for joining me. Yeah, me thank you. I sit on your, your cum stain couch here in the, no cum stains. You're a fucking lie. Yeah, I never fucked on this couch. That is because I broke the old couch from fucking. <laughs> that Ooh. doesn't mean your eight other roommates have never fucked on this couch. Ah, uh, true, true, true. Um, where can people follow you on social media? Oh man. Uh, I get a website, ianfidance.com, I-A-N-F-I-D-A-N-C-E. Uh, Instagram is ianimal, ianimal, I-A-N-I-M-A-L, and Twitter's at ianfidance. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is really fun. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Enjoy every second. I'm, I'm back on track. I got my shit together.